0: Hey guys, it's Shell, your Rolling MC, and this is Hitting the Streets Podcast Show. Welcome to Hitting the Streets Podcast Show. Hitting the Streets is a series of interviews giving you the insider's look at the small businesses entrepreneurs, nonprofit organizations, and events in the North Texas area. You can find all episodes of Hitting the Streets on Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, you can follow Hitting the Streets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. For more information about Hitting the Streets podcast, you can visit my website at www.HittingTheStreetsPodcast.com. And now, on with the show. Hey guys, this is Shell, your Rolling MC, and I am the mouth on the mic of Hitting the Streets Podcast Show. So today I'm doing another on the mic, and I have some special guests here. We're going to talk about does your vote really matter? So on the right, on the mic, I have Kurt Chakowsky. Please introduce yourself.
1: Hi, y'all out there. I am Kurt Chikowski retired military after 36 years in the Air Force and now a resident in Denison, uh, Texas.
0: All right. And then I have the lovely, now, Amy, forgive me, Amy Sheehan Hoffman or Amy Hoffman Sheehan?
2: Amy Hoffman Sheehan. There we go. Please and introduce yourself. I'm a Sherman uh, resident, um, community activist, and voting education advocate.
0: There we go. And Miss Valerie Fox, I'm glad
3: to have you back. Please Hi. introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Valerie Fox. I uh, ran for office back in 2018 for mm-hmm. <laughs> for uh, the House here in District 62. Um, Nowadays, I am using my time to do more advocacy for the LGBTQ plus community um, with my
0: project, Grace and Pride. Yes, yes. Awesome. Okay, guys, we're going to dive right in because I know time is of the essence. So one of the first questions that I want to ask the round table is how did you learn about voting? Was it school? Was it your parents? Kurt, you take that first question.
1: Yeah, for me, it was school. Uh, In sixth grade, as a matter of fact, was my political awakening. It was a presidential election at that time. And uh, I was the guy in charge in school there for Les Aspen to be a a presidential candidate.
0: Good for you. Uh, He
1: he left it fairly early, so then I had to go over to Robert Kennedy. So going from a Democrat (laughs) to another Democrat, um, uh, we did win first place in the school. There you go. Congrats on that. So that's where I really became involved in. in the military here, especially as a commander, uh, I was always a big push to get the absentee uh, ballots in for the military oh, members. Gotcha. Yes. So we pushed hard for that.
0: Okay. What about
1: you, Amy?
2: Well, I don't remember a time when my parents didn't take me to the polls with them to vote. Back in the early days, where you had you went behind a drape and pushed the buttons. And then my mom would let me pull the lever. And I can remember that as young as three years old. And then my mother was always involved in League Women Voters ever since we moved to Texas in 64. So I have the example of voter education and
3: nonpartisan work Mm -hmm. through my upbringing.
0: What about you, Valerie?
3: I actually did obviously hear about voting growing up and in school, but I didn't ever really take it to heart until Obama ran the first time. Mm -hmm. And honestly, what sparked my interest was I was just sitting there with my children and came on the TV was just so moved by what he had to say Mm -hmm. and i felt he was being very genuine and i was like i have to support i have to support this i mean he was on the tv talking about change and man we needed change so Mm -hmm. um that's what woke me up to voting and i started there that was my first vote ever was Mm -hmm. voting for obama the first time Mm -hmm. i ran for president
0: so i learned through school um and my and my mom my mom like you amy took me to the polls and she taught me that you have the right to vote and you need to vote when you turn 18 years old. So it was it was her and school. Um, uh, senior year, um, I have I had Miss uh, Pamela Howitt, Just gonna give her a nice little shout out. She was my government teacher, and man, I'm tell you, she was serious about that. We had a lot of homework that we had to do, but she was great. She made us research our stuff. I can't tell you how many. Late nights I spent at the Sherman Public Library, but um, it, you know her, she made a good a great impact on me um, in government and civics class, and then and like I said, my mom, every time it was time to vote, she she took me and explained to me why you know it was important. When I got older, you know, and then um, she she still to this very day talks about how important it is to to get out there and vote. So I have to give kudos to both those people. Um, but let's talk about history real quick. So before you guys got here, I did some research and I just want to go over this. I'm going to just read over the stuff that I found Now I found this on history.com. I've been spending a lot of time on that website, Um, but I did some research. So back in the day, um, voting was limited to white male property owners. So, until the 15th and the 19th Amendment. Mm -hmm. Now, 1776, the Declaration of Independence kind of framed the voting rights. 1788, the voting was left to the states. 1868, citizenship was granted to all U.S.-born people, Americans. And then we are leading up into the... 15th Amendment voting rights. Now, I've got my notes here, guys. I know y'all are hearing the paper. Also, um, before I get there, um, 1920, the women get the right to vote, um, and that was the 19th Amendment. But the 15th Amendment, let me see what I've got here. The 15th Amendment is where a lot of the things change. Um, The 15th Amendment, um, that was February the 3rd, 1870, granted Black men the right to vote however in the southern states they had poll taxes and literacy tests that would suppress the black vote until the voting rights act of 1965. Wow. yeah so moving on to the uh 1920 the voting for the women the women get the right to vote so the 19th amendment is adopted and it's granting the american women the right to vote however Guess who restrict that right again? The Southern states. And they restricted minority women from voting. All right. So in June 2nd, 1924, the Native Americans. So it was the Indian Citizenship Act that granted the right to vote to the Native Americans. And there were also some states that banned that. Because remember, it goes back to the states, yeah. right? Okay. Okay. So then moving on, on January the 23rd in 1964, which was my birthday, nineteen I mean, mm-hmm. no, no, I was still wasn't born yet, but it was 19, January 23rd is my birthday. Um, the poll taxes were banned. So the 24th Amendment prohibit the use of poll taxes in the federal election. Quote, unquote, there can be no one too poor to vote. That was President uh, Linda B. Johnson. So then we move up to August the 6th in 1965, the Voting Rights Act, which was one of the hardest fought safeguard for minorities, especially black people. But it was to prohibit the racial discrimination in voting. So that's just a timeline that I'll stop there. And I, I, you know, we have come such a long way, y'all. However, I still feel like we're fighting that fight. Yeah, now, Kurt. Sure. I saw your hand go up. What was it that you wanted to say?
1: A couple things, a couple to reinforce, and a couple other other uh, thing that was interesting in our work with the uh, historic marker for the Sherman Ride of 1930. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not only were there landowners you had to be to get, but there were literacy tests that were administered by white individuals against. There were also grandfather clauses. For example, yes, a very famous case. I saw case,
0: that. So what does that mean exactly?
1: A very famous case, a Supreme Court case in Alabama, that. Uh, As you're exactly right, it is a state um, uh, requirement to be able to govern uh, elections. Right. And if your grandfather, because at that time when votes, the 15th Amendment did come out, um, there was a feeling, well, we still have to somehow control the black populace here. And so what they instituted in most southern states is a grandfather clause, meaning that if your grandfather had been in and enrolled then you didn't have to. But if you were voting, and this is what the case was in Alabama 20 years afterwards, since this individual who had been voting had a college degree, this black individual, but his grandfather had not been voting, he had to take a citizen's test and failed the citizen's test because they were doing the kinds of things that were making it. very oh, difficult. I did not know that. And you are exactly right with the poll tax in 63 mm-hmm. yeah, that. federal yes. tax. Mm-hmm. We have what we found over at Austin College is an actual poll tax ticket in 1964 to show wow. that Texas, which was the last state yes, to get rid of the poll tax. I, I was
0: just fixing to say Texas was the last state. It's so funny you bring that up because we know the Emancipation Proclamation came in 1865. Four. Four. Okay. But Texas slaves didn't find out till June right. of 1865.
1: Five. That's what Juneteenth's all about. So that's mm-hmm.
0: what Juneteenth's all about. And right. it's funny, Texas is Texas always have dragged their feet about yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. It's, not funny. Was, I know it's not, but I mean, like you start thinking about yes, it. You have to laugh. If
3: I mean, don't laugh
0: and well, it will make you absolutely angry. Angry. I know. Mm-hmm. And I, it, this is, and hear me out, guys. It's, this The importance of me doing this on the mic discussion episode is because of where we are today. Uh, Picky back off of Kurt really quick. I got involved with the Sherman riot of 1930. Now, I knew about that story because my mother told me and a couple of family members told me, but I didn't know in details about that story. Um I also knew about the burning of the black businesses, but I did not know of the people that were involved until now. The Sophie and uh, William Durham, a lot of them, I, I didn't know I didn't have that information. So I've learned a lot in the in the progress of all of this. Um, I just didn't know that it would take us six months to get a marker. And 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 although we have been blessed to get the marker, I, I didn't realize how much politics was going to be involved. So I'm very thankful. Just want to say I'm very thankful for Kurt and for Amy and for Melissa and for several other people, Jan, uh, for several other people to uh, bring me up to speed. That's what I'm going to say. Bring me up to speed with a lot of things that um, I don't remember, you know, in school or I had to do some research to kind of learn over again. So I will say um, as a citizen, I have been one of the ones that have said I, I didn't vote. I, I didn't cast my ballot, I didn't make a vote, I didn't like neither one of those two candidates that was on the ballot, um, and so I just didn't vote. And I I wished I would have, but at that point in time, I didn't like what they were for. Um, I didn't think they represent me as a black woman here in, in this town um, locally, and I didn't feel like even some of the presidents that have come through. <laughs> Neither here nor there That is the point of me doing this show Because currently right now When I take a step back and look at it What if I would have voted And it would have changed things I just want y'all I just want the people that haven't I am not knocking you guys I totally understand because I've been in your shoes But think about this In 40 to 50 years Think about what your vote Could have done And that's where I'm at right now I'm thinking like, what could have happened if I would have casted my vote 15 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever, would that have changed things now? So currently, I'm cam- that's what I'm campaigning for, really. I'm cam- That's why I'm doing what I'm doing this show, because I want people to understand why it's so important. So Kurt, that's another thing that we're going to talk about. Now, before I get back to you, Amy, what do you think about all that with the history, that timeline I just gave you?
2: Well- I mean, that's a quick timeline. Um, I think more because I, I probably learned a timeline similar to that mm-hmm. in school. But unless you go a little bit deeper and you learn what people went through mm, to get point. the right to vote. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, women, when they were fighting for um, the right to vote, were being imprisoned and tortured and force fed. Yep when they went on hunger strikes and brutally beaten. And, I mean, and then think about the treatment of blacks when tra- when marching and trying to get mm-hmm. the right to vote with police dogs being let loose and fire hoses and beaten by, uh, by policemen. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, I mean, people went through a lot to just to get the right to vote. And it's not something that I think should easily just be handed off because mm-hmm. you know, because somebody's not the exact right fit mm-hmm. as a candidate. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're uh, you're not looking for a life partner. you know when <laughs> you're good, looking at a candidate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: okay, now yeah. wait a minute, Amy, wait a minute, Amy. But I mean, I mean that's, you, you that, are that's the, because well, you're gonna be president for four years right. or eight. Right. So they're but, in my life <laughs> that Yeah, long. but
2: they're not. You're not going to be married <laughs> to mean. them in your you're home right. and yeah. living with them. It's not the same degree of a fit. Yes. As somebody you're going to live in the same house with. Right. Uh, and choose to spend your life with and be committed to for the rest of your life. It's it's. I mean, if you look at it like transportation, which one of them is going to get me closer to my goal? This is what
0: good, the good end coach.
2: game is. This is where I mm-hmm. want to be who's going to get me closer to that or who's going to take me further away from that. Right. Right. That's, you know, that's the way I look at it. And, and I, I've also not voted at times when I first moved to Sherman Uh 30 years ago and I didn't know anybody. I didn't feel like I should vote because I wasn't well educated enough about Uh the candidates.
0: Uh
2: Um, Uh And then that's, but that's also my responsibility for not planning far enough ahead and reading about the candidates right. far enough ahead, where I could have probably been mm-hmm. able to make a decision before at that time. before
0: your thought, um, Valerie, how do you feel about this? Because, because, because I'm in a different place today. And you look back on history. We had the 13th Amendment that prohibits slavery. Right. We had the 14th Amendment that came with what is it? Born into citizenship or? Uh, I can't remember how it goes with the 14th Amendment. It was a oh, equal protection under law, including formerly enslaved people. So here we are, you know, 13th and 14th Amendment and the 15th Amendment come where it granted black men to, to vote and then you're still getting suppressed. Yeah.
3: So I think um, for me and I think for most young people, uh, even the thing is, is when you think about people fighting for the right to vote, uh, Amy hit on it. You don't honestly think about what that means. Um, You're thinking, oh, some picket signs or no, no. People getting beaten, people going to jail, people, Mm -hmm. you know, being brutalized. Oh, protesting, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, it's important to... Educate young people what we what what we really mean when we say people fought for a vote, mm-hmm. because I don't think that they realize just what they went through to get that vote. And um, you know, going back to it's it's frustrating. You you get what you need supposedly on paper, saying that I have this right, and then to still, you know, have people stand at the polls physically and try to keep you from voting. Um, that's all things that I think that younger people don't really, um, they don't really grasp mm-hmm. because we don't, re- we don't really get taught that in school, you know? Good point. Mm-hmm. We don't. We get, That's a very good point. Yeah, it's, we don't get taught it, exactly what fighting means. Right. Not just standing there at a protest with a sign. Right. You know, people's actual lives.
0: Or at stake. Yeah. yeah. Or at stake.
1: Kurt, what was you going to say? Uh, two things. First of all, To me, it all goes back to the foundational thing of we are a democratic republic. We are alone in the world that brought this concept forward and have made it work for 247 years. So it is a system of the people run by the people for the people. That's why the constitution starts that way. We the people of the United States. Therefore, voting is a right. It is a privilege, and in fact, it is a moral responsibility Mm -hmm. to be able to ensure that this system carries on. And it's important to understand that it is a democratic republic, meaning it is not a pure democracy like France was. Right. And so, therefore, we elect representatives that will, we hope, follow what we believe. Mm -hmm. But it is not necessarily a majority all the time, because a pure Majority is like two wolves and one sheep electing or voting on what's for dinner. You know, Mm -hmm. we're just trying to keep everybody off of the menu. And so a representative should not just go with the majority. A good representative should go with what is right. And that may mean, in fact, it should inquire, it should require that the representative look at the rights and the desires of the minority when making a decision. And the second thing that I would sit there and remind uh, everybody about is besides a moral responsibility is those things that have come before. When we say that we are going to vote for somebody, sometimes it may be a vote against somebody. In other words, there is a candidate that is such an anathema, someone who I just cannot believe I would want to be representing me. Even though I may not totally support the other one, I will vote for the other one rather than the one is a total anathema.
2: Absolutely.
1: One of the things,
0: guys, really quick, Kurt said to me, because I had brought it up and told him, um, you know, there's, I know at least, I know I can at least say twice, I know in my life, in voting life, I know twice. And Kurt was, Kurt said this to me and it made me think, he goes, all you have to do is look at that. Of course, know your candidate, know your ballot and look at it and say, which one could do worse? Mm-hmm. And cast your vote. And 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 I I I'm actually sticking to that. I now um, past since I've been involved with the Sherman Riot of 1930 the past two years, I've just been watching these candidates, listening to what they're having to say, locally and state and across the United States. And then I'm reading the ballots and making sure that I understand what they're wanting to do. And here's this is going to be on another subject, but I, I tell you what, I can't stand. I can't stand for a politician to say that they're going to make all these promises because you know damn well they can't do that. Right. You know they can't follow through on all those promises in four years, two years, whatever years that they have. I understand they are trying to do their best to give you what you want to hear, but I want a real politician. Yeah. I, I want a real politician, and I want a politician to do the right thing, right? Especially for the people. For the people. Kurt's right. We the people, you know? So that's been really hard, for me. But after what you said, I look at my ballots differently. And plus I do the research now really quick because I got to watch time. Kurt brought something that's related to history and, and I just kind of want you to tell people what you brought into the studio. Oh, uh,
1: um, yeah. Uh, it is. Some people ask me, why is it that I am such a rabid supporter of elections and people, uh, going and voting what I'm enrolling here in front of, uh, uh, the crowd here is when I was in Iraq in 2003, I was part of the first uh, democratic election in the country of Iraq. Mm. Um, and just to see the joy on the faces of the individuals voting for the first time. And you remember that iconic picture of the of the finger that's in the purple dye so they could see who, yeah. who voted, who was not voting. <laughs> yeah. To just see what it is to be able to participate in their government just was, uh, I mean, it was all the motivation I need to come back here and say, hey, look, most people don't know, but only about, in a presidential election, only 55% of Americans who are registered to vote, vote. That means 45% of our country have, have no, no right to complain.
0: Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Amy? What motivated you to become the voter registrar? Or what, you know, to be this educator, what motivated you?
2: Well, I don't think that people not voting is always a matter of choosing not to vote. Mm -hmm. Um, There is concerted voter suppression. Mm -hmm. It's more and more difficult to register and more and more Mm. difficult to vote and more, especially more difficult to cast a ballot by mail. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, so, so that motivates me to, Educate people on the steps they need to take and what they need to do early to make sure they can vote. So like during the month of September, you need to check, go online and check your voter registration. Yes. Make sure all the information is correct. Um, make changes. You can actually make changes online now. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Um, that's that's the only good thing about SB1 that passed um, re- you know, regarding the voting
3: Texas. Uh, in texas s
2: texas mm-hmm. you know, sb1 that's the only good thing about it is that you can now go online and make changes but however you have to have your physical driver's license because you have to pull numbers off of it mm-hmm. that are not just your license number you have to have your registration card mm-hmm. and know what your voter registration number is mm-hmm. and so if you don't have that kind of information it's you can't just do it online. You need to actually fill out a new voter registration, um, application. But this, you know, this is the month that you take care of that. Make sure that you have your ID because they only allow six forms of ID. So you want to make sure you have one of those Okay. because those things take time. It takes, mm-hmm. you know, it might take you a month to get an appointment to get a new driver's license or to get a state ID. Um, or you might have to spend the money to get a passport If you don't have the time to get one of the other forms of ID that are less expensive.
0: Would that be also include, oh, I'm sorry. Would that also include people that have moved? I'm looking at the frequently asked questions. Yes. If
2: you have moved, they are going to check your driver's license, but that really is just for verifying that you are who you say you are. Gotcha. Your, your voter application or your voter registration is tied to your address because you're only allowed to vote in for the precinct for the candidates that you're eligible to vote for based mm. on where you live. So by law, your voter registration does have to have your current address. And so that does need to be updated. Okay. So if you have moved and it does not have to match your driver's license, but it does need to match where you live because your vote can be thrown out. Wow. if It doesn't vote, if it doesn't match. I'll make sure y'all hear that, you know, with having these changes with the law and mm-hmm. with people being suspicious, and contesting votes. Yes. You don't want to have your ballot thrown out because you didn't bother to change your voter registration.
1: Gotcha. So okay. that's,
2: you know, that's why this is so important. If, gotcha. if
1: I could just jump in here real quick yeah. before the comes in here, uh, two things I would put on that. The information is available. You can find it online. Texas State, uh, Secretary of State gives you all that kind of information, gives you the timelines, gives you the requirements. It just so happens, I'm going to throw right back to Amy and have her talk about what's happening on the 20th of September. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get Valerie. Sure. Okay. Yeah, let me get Valerie because okay. I'm looking at time. Valerie, so I was talking about what motivated you to you know, to vote. What's? Tell me how you feel about that. What are your thoughts on that?
3: Uh, I feel like um, as important what, as I felt like it was to vote, back then, and I was in my Mm mid-twenties, it's even more so now, Mm -hmm. tenfold. Um, We, in my opinion, have actually had uh, presidents that were dangerous Mm -hmm. for the country, Um, tearing people apart, uh, dog whistles, Mm -hmm. uh, having people, you know, that were actually willing to try to break in to uh government buildings so it, it it's not just anymore about just taxes i mean it comes down to what you say matters mm-hmm. you know words matter more than what some people might think we all hear sticks and stones may break my bones mm-hmm. but words won't ha-. that's not true mm-hmm. words do hurt mm-hmm. and words can cause a lot of problems and and we're seeing just how much problem that can cause and i feel like uh we just went through I say I feel like we're still getting over the trauma mm-hmm. of what just happened mm-hmm. um, to America because someone um,
0: didn't vote.
3: <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> going to say that.
0: You go right well, ahead. I was going to say someone didn't not- know. <laughs> How to talk to the people. Yeah, you know? no, I do yeah. know. Yeah. And, I, and the only reason why I'm saying that, and we're, we're going to have to wrap up, because, and going back, yes, I agree with you, but think about the people that didn't vote. Yeah. And are, just, I just, I, I mean. I want to
2: make a really yes, important yes. point on that, too, is that, I mean, Kurt brought up the percentage of people who vote yes. in presidential elections, mm-hmm. but in local elections, it can be. Ten yes. percent, or five percent, even yes. in school board elections, or fifteen or twenty percent in elections, state local in, elections. like in the non uh, the off years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and in, in most primary elections in the state of Texas, the decision is made by a margin of just a handful of votes, fewer than five votes. Yeah. So don't, don't, you know, and, and we saw it locally with the city council election last year Mm -hmm. where it was decided by few, it was divided by four four think. Wasn't it four? Four, Yeah, Yeah. I believe it was four. It started out as three and then changed to four four. or or one of the two. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I mean, those, and the type of person we would have had representing us is completely different than could have been. Right. and the efforts being made on behalf of citizens could have been very different than they are.
0: Right. Um, right. but the
2: same thing, I mean, it, if you don't think it matters, look at the percentages of people that vote in small elections, small elections. and how mm-hmm. those decisions are made and how impactful, I mean, you can't say that that the school board is not impactful on not only just children who live there, but on everybody, because if you've got school board members who are pulling books out of the library Absolutely. because they, because of their narrow point of view and not wanting our children educated, that is happening here. Mm-hmm. And that is, that impacts the entire community businesses that want to move here, want their children to be well-educated and don't want their educated, education restricted.
0: So because I got to wrap this up. And when I say wrap this up, we're going to take a break and we're going to be back. But Amy, I could do a whole show on that. Just that right there, just that right there. Mm -hmm. So, okay, guys, we are going to take a quick break and then we'll be back. And we're going to talk a little bit more about booting and, and, um, um, Amy is going to um, debunk some myths. So just hold on and we'll be right back. Okay, guys, while we're taking a break, I wanted to come on really quick and remind you to see the date, September the 20th. September the 20th is National Voter Registration Day. That's on a Tuesday. So I am going to partner up with Amy Hoffman Sheehan and Jan Fletcher, and we are going to be helping people get registered that day so if you haven't registered let me know you can send me an email you can send me a direct message on my facebook on instagram but let me know if you need help getting registered to vote everyone needs to voice their vote all right guys so let's get back to the show Okay, guys, we're back. And I am doing a on the mic episode. I have some great special guests here, Valerie and Amy and Kurt. And we have been sitting around the table talking about why your vote matters. So we're going to go ahead and dive right back in just because of time. Um, The first question I want to ask everybody is what is the role of voters? Amy, what do you think the role of voters are? to choose
2: the people who will represent their interests the
0: most mm-hmm.
2: and and will stand up for their rights the most.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you, Valerie? What do you think of a, a, a voter? What's their role?
3: Um, to take into account what would be good for the growth of the country. Mm-hmm. I think that is something that every voter needs to have heavy on their mind. Even if it is is something that may not necessarily line up with something they would do, or someone that something that they would want to do, Mm -hmm. but for someone else to have that right to do it. So I think that it's very important uh, that for us for as the voter to choose someone who is going to
0: move us forward. Okay. So with me, I guess to me, I feel like it's our right to, if we want these changes that we said that we want, we want to come for our country or locally, that's what we have to do. Um, I talked to a lot of different people. You guys know that. I know a lot of them always want a lot of changes to happen or they seek change. Well, you need to vote. I mean, it's very important. And I'm not just talking about a, a candidate in a school board or a candidate on the council, things within your community, your propositions, there's several different things out there that is so important that you need to read over and learn if you want that change to happen in your town or across the country. It's a lot of research and homework, but I'm telling you, it's worth it once you understand what you are voting for. And so that's, I'm going to turn this over to Kurt real quick. Um, Kurt, two questions. What do you think? you know, the role of the voter. And then let's talk about really quick the resources because that's something that I think is very important that I want to get on the air now.
1: First of all, I think Valerie's right on to something here. Sometimes people will uh, lower the expectations down or make their vote to be for something or against something. And it should be more than a binary choice. I am looking for someone who is a big picture person, Mm -hmm. someone who will look across the spectrum and choose the right thing. Rather than exactly what I want or exactly what someone else would want. Mm -hmm. So it is at whatever level, state, local, or national, who is big picture enough to be able to do that. Now, how do you find out what kind of background those candidates have? Well, there's a couple of great resources that are online here from some tremendous organizations to do that. The first one I'm going to give you is called Ballotpedia, B A L L O T P E D I A dot org. And all you got to do is go in your search engine and put that in there. Ballotpedia is a nonprofit, nonpartisan. It is a political digital encyclopedia. In other words, it covers not only federal, state, and national, but local elections. It will give you the ballot with your candidates to include uh, any um, resolutions that are coming up or all the way down. And when you put your address in the window, it will give you your ballot all the way down to who your place or who your district or who your representative is. And it'll give you the links to go back and look at the candidate. How do they stand on a certain position? How have they voted if they are an incumbent? Uh, that was sponsored by the Lucy Burns Institute, who's again a nonprofit, nonpartisan 503C3 lucy burns was a suffrage back in the mid Oh, wow that's good to know And that's how this organization started wow the second organization which i like even more is called vote 411 vote and then the numbers 411. one and one vote411.org slash texas gets you right to the texas ballot now this is a league of women voters which is again is a non-profit uh one-stop election it gives stuff about absentee voting information, it gives stuff ballot measures, it gives about early voting options, it gives you the election dates, it gives you the factual data, it allows you to compare one candidate versus another based upon questions that vote for one, really, League of Women Voters ask, and then they provide the response. And you can line them up side by side. And it's Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Green Party here for the state of Texas, at least who for my candidates are. Mm -hmm. And what's even better about it is you can then hit a button and it will print out your ballot. So for example most people don't understand the elections that are coming up No, 8th of November will be voting on the national level for the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. There's no senator for Texas this year. Governor, Lieutenant Governor, Attorney General, Comptroller, Commissioner of Agriculture, Land Commissioner, Railroad Commissioner, Supreme Court by your place, Court of Criminal Appeals, District Court of Appeals, Senator, Rouse of wow. Representatives, and Board of Education. And if you don't know who all those people are you're going to get in the voters booth and you're going to go oh, I don't know who's going to vote here. You can't vote straight ticket anymore. Uh So you're now throwing a dart against the wall or just going whatever, unless Federalist Papers, which were written by James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, back when we were trying to get ratified the U.S. Constitution, 84 Federalist Papers, Federalist 52 talks about voting and representative, and it says the requirement for a democratic republic is an educated voter so here are two tremendous resources to be able to do that last thing i would point out there is the texas state uh, secretary of state yeah. has a tremendous website there to learn all about and allows you to register allows you to uh, request an absentee ballot allows you to put in it gives you the dates of when your absentee ballot should be in and when early voting is and uh, begins and ends
0: thank you that is some great i hope you guys caught all that i will be sharing this um, once I get this all done and edited, I'll be sharing that information in there so people can have it as a click of a click of a button. Okay, so I'm gonna move on just because of time. Um, do you guys vote in every election?
3: Um, I'm not gonna say a hundred percent, but I am gonna say I vote
0: in ninety percent of yeah. elections. I, I'm I'm the same. I'm mm-hmm. about yeah about 90% ninety percent. Ninety to
2: ninety-five. I've had yeah. a couple of times where I thought I would be in town on election day for school board and had. Yeah something that took me out of town and didn't Same. get to vote
0: yeah so. I, I was gonna say I, I would if this was like maybe i don't know 10 years ago i'd be like oh, 75 <laughs> <laughs> and that's better yeah. than a lot of people. Yeah, yeah so but now i'm like i gotta get to that 100 percent. yeah yeah. <laughs> what about no, you yeah. you kurt uh when yeah. i
1: was in the military uh no i only okay. voted in the national elections but Now that I'm back here and retired, I have nothing else better to do. Yes, I I vote in every election. That's good. good. So
0: is voting a right or a responsibility?
1: Yes. Both. both. I think it's It's both. both. Yeah,
0: Yeah. absolutely. I think it's both. I I mean, it, it is a right, but I think you need to look at that both ways. It's your responsibility. If you want change, if you want that candidate that represents you, if you want to vote on that proposition and you've done all your research. Yeah. You have that right. Well, and you just have to, you know, what we talked about earlier and the people
3: who actually, you know, not the protesting type of fight Mm -hmm. actually fought for our vote. Mm -hmm. I have the double whammy. I have the black person vote and I have the women's vote. So Mm -hmm. I honestly have a sense of, um, shame behind not honoring, uh, what was sacrificed Mm
0: -hmm. for me
3: to put in my vote. Um, So Mm
0: -hmm. that's important to me. You know, it's so funny you bring that up. It's the same thing, you know, going through what I went through, going back to the Sherman, Sherman ride of 1930. I I don't, I don't see how, how do I say this? So I went in it at 100% full throttle, right? And I was thinking, ah, you know, we're going to get in here. We're going to do this. This is going to happen. It should be just something that's simple. Right. I knew it wasn't <laughs> going to be easy. Right. Right. Nothing's ever easy, right? I knew it was going to be hard work. But the first time being a part of it at the uh, oh, the frontier, what was that? The Oh, my gosh. At the frontier place over there in Loyal Lake, the Historical Commission. Oh, it,
1: uh, it was a Grayson County Historical Commission. So I I
0: was asked to come. I didn't want to, Valerie. Right. You know why? Oh, this is going to be really bad, but I'm going to say this because I knew I'd be the only black person there. That's right. not
3: bad. I I am going to.
0: No, I was not. Mm-hmm. It was two of us, but still. <laughs> <laughs> no, there were four. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, but you know, there was there was some. I wasn't even expecting that. And, right. And I and and I'm going to speak this in this way where that's what I see a lot. It's yeah. always, I'm the only black person there me or too. the only yeah. Mexican there or whatever. Yes. Cause you know, and so I'm just like, why is that? I'm, I feel like it's always me. And I know I tell, I know I share and tell yeah. tell people to come along, but I don't want to be that person to point it out and say, Hey, black people. Hey, me too. It's, so, <laughs> it's
3: like, how do I say this and not yeah. sound like, but yeah. no, I but understand you get what I'm saying.
0: But it's, I it's do. a frustrating. You come to me and you talk to me and you say, you want these changes. But when I, but you need to show up to yep. understand what these changes are Absolutely. about, and I guess going through this with the Sherman Ride of nineteen thirty, uh, with with uh, Kurt and listen and everybody, I I that's what I saw, and yeah. so I'm like, how do I go about getting support from everybody, including
3: the black community? It's so interesting that you're talking about that because you know, I I, I feel like I'm you know half black, half white. Right. Yes. And my saying is, as I always walk into the room and I look around and I'm like, am I the only chocolate chip in this room? <laughs> okay. A lot of the time I am, Yes, I know. <laughs> particularly when it has anything to do with politics yes. or anything to do like that. Yes. And even while I was watching on, um, social media, when you guys were, were, were fighting for sure. the plaque or, sure. uh, for the monument. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I felt guilty because I wasn't there and I saw you and I'm like, why is shell the only chocolate chip
0: in the room? <laughs> because, <laughs> and I'm going to say this, please forgive me, Kurt and um, Amy, because my balls are big. <laughs> no, seriously. I, did I mean, I that. we do that. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not anything. But what I'm saying is like, I saw something that needed to be done. Right. Okay. A lot of people said this happened 90 something years ago. I know. But what happens when you don't learn from history? We all know that answer. Mm-hmm. Right?
3: Well, you know, my husband actually has said to me before that the reason why he thinks that a lot of the time that is the case is because black and brown people are so used to being oppressed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. They're just so used to being You're correct. oppressed. correct. Yes. That they've gotten to where they...
0: Yeah. yeah. Why? Why should we? Oh, why sure, should yeah, we? No, no, so, yeah. I'm going to see that do, during that, I've learned, oh, my God, so many things. Some things I'm going to tell you guys right now, I didn't want to learn. Right. Not that I didn't even want to learn. I didn't even want to know. Right. Mm. But I can tell you this, going through all of this and dealing with people that I would have never thought. Right. Yeah. There were some that showed up and I was like, oh, you really feel that way. Mm. And I was telling Kurt this before we start this show, the same thing with me having um, Judge Dawsey on my show. Mm-hmm. My show is open to anybody Right, right. I mean, All you have to do is say yes Same with pride yes. we, we hear every year and, and so I. it was just so funny how people changed the, Especially the ones that I didn't realize mm-hmm. Because I may, I chose to make a stand Right Now the reason why I stood up Because Melissa needed backup from the Black community. Right. Now, 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 at the end, we had a lot of people show up to speak right. at commissioner's court. And I want to say thank you to, to everyone that came um, and stood up and supported that. But when it comes down to politics, when it comes down to voting and having these conversations that we're having right now, it is so hard to break ice with with our community, with yeah, the people of color. For sure. You know, and I want that to change. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. It is a right and responsibility. Know that going in, we came from slavery. Yes, yes. We were shackled down, had no rights. Women had no rights doing anything. Couldn't even have a bank account. I couldn't yeah. own property.
1: Yeah. Couldn't do anything. Not that long ago. No, yeah. that's not that long that's ago. That's the thing. It's not that yeah. long My ago. My mother was
2: widowed in 1971 and was not allowed to have credit because women mm. were not allowed to have credit. That's yet. what I'm
0: seeing. So if we want things to continue to, I guess, progress, mm-hmm. evolve, you got to get out there and vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So tell me this what impact do you feel that your vote will
1: have, Kurt? Ah, uh, um, that is a, a tough question, if you're talking about for me as an individual, because it is one vote. But the process of voting, I think, is fundamental. Again, it is what our country is based on. So what do I think it is important? Why do I think it, it should be done? Is because of the things we have talked about here today. I think it is, It you know, uh, there are at least six developed countries that have uh, voter participation of over 90%. Wow. And here we are stuck down at 55%. I did not know
3: that.
1: Even Italy that has had, I think, 39 governments since World War II has 90% of their people that vote. Wow. And so if we are going to be one people and not a binary divided country, If we are going to be able to come together and find that middle road, that compromise solution, because to to say it's my way or the highway or to say it's if not my way, then no, Mm. uh, we are not a country of no. That is not what our founders meant it to be. Right. And so through voting, through the process of political discourse, if we are listening to not only the voters, but our opponent, We ought to be able to change the world to find that middle way, Mm -hmm. a way that ensures not only the United States, but our culture moves forward as a multi-racial, multi-gender, gender culture culture moving forward. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, Amy. So let's talk. What impact do you feel that your vote will have?
2: Well, and very similar to what Kurt said, I don't look as at my vote as a single vote, I look at it as part of a collective of people voting mm-hmm. together. Um, and I think that's that's how any social change happens is that one person alone really doesn't have power, but when we
3: work together collectively, we have power.
0: Okay. What about you, Valerie?
3: Um, I would have to go with what you guys said. It's definitely, um, also, I feel like my vote also impacts my children. They see me uh, go to the ballot. They hear me talk about it. Mm-hmm. They hear me talk about how important it is. And then they watch me get up and actually go do it. Mm-hmm. So that is impacting their lives mm-hmm. in a positive way, knowing that this is something that is supposed to be done. This yes. is something we need to do. Yes. And um, so yes. I'm not just impacting, I feel like, uh, you know, the people with my vote, more so my household. Right, you know?
0: so, I, I agree with everyone on the table and I especially agree about most of my grandchildren. Yeah. I want them to see me do it. I wanna be that role model for them mm-hmm. so they can understand what to do. So I agree with, with all of you guys. Um, really quick, I wanna give Amy some time. Um, Amy did a workshop, I would say a couple of weeks ago. One of the things that I do want her to kind of go over um, is about the, the, debunk the, the myths, because even some of the things that she talked about on there, I, I was like, oh, that wasn't us. And she was like, no, that's Georgia. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so anyways, so I want her to kind of go over some of these, as, of course, as quick as you can on some of the, um, myths, especially for Texas.
2: Okay. So, um, well, this is something I had heard for decades is that students cannot vote where they go to school because they are led to believe that they will lose their scholarships or funding or whatever. But there was a Supreme Court, a U.S. Supreme Court ruling in 1979 that allows students to register to vote where they go to college Mm -hmm. and are not required to vote. And, And a lot of that mythology is designed to prevent students from voting. From voting. And to intimidate students from voting, um, so that's the most important one. Um, there was a lot of talk with uh, Texas SB one mm-hmm. about not allowing people to provide rides to the polls. Yes, I
0: heard about that. And
2: that, but that did not pass. That portion did not pass. You can offer as many rides as you want to to friends, neighbors, family. Churches can organize buses and vans to take voters. Okay. The only restriction is that if you have seven people or more on your bus or your van that need curbside voting, that means they need a machine brought out to them so they can vote at the curb and not have to get out, Mm -hmm. then the driver has to fill out a form. That's the only restriction on, but if you're taking people one at a time and occasionally you've got somebody who needs curbside voting, then there's no restriction whatsoever. Um, And then, of course, now we're allowing poll watchers in Texas. And there was a lot of talk about um, what the poll watchers are allowed to do while they are in the voting locations watching you. They are not allowed to talk to voters. They're not allowed to watch them cast their ballot. They're not allowed to use their telephone in any way at all. So they can't take pictures. They can't make phone calls. Um, And then if the poll watchers violate any of those rules, then the election judges do have the right to call them, to make them leave. Okay. If they don't leave voluntarily, they can call the police or the sheriff to have them removed. Amy, so what do you have to do to become a poll watcher? So there, there is training and I'll talk to you. um, So you can train for either party to be a poll watcher and I'll talk to you about that later. I'll give you um, information about how to do that.
1: Could you talk real quickly the difference between curbside voting and drive-through voting?
2: So, yeah, in uh, Harris County during the pandemic, they did allow drive-through voting, and they actually got approval from the state legislature to do that. But I think it was intimidating to the state legislature because they didn't expect the number of people to drive through and drop their ballots off. Um, So... Drive-through voting is not allowed in Texas anymore, but curbside voting is is still allowed. And it's actually, every single polling place is required to provide curbside voting. That is for people who are not mobile yeah, and need older. to stay in their mm-hmm. car yeah. and have somebody bring a machine out to sure. them. Every single polling place has to requ- has to provide that service. So all you have to do is park and go in and let them know that you've got somebody who needs curbside voting and plan to wait. Um, So there, uh, you know, there's a lot of myth about who can hand out applications for mail-in ballots. And those actually can be mailed out by the political parties or they can be handed out. So any one of us, can hand out applications for mail-in ballots. If you've got family that's shut-ins or you have church members or whatever, neighbors that you know might not be able to vote if they don't vote by mail, you can provide them a ballot. If you assist them with filling it out, you have to sign. (laughs) If you um, witness them filling it out and give them, uh, you know, any kind of advice or just witness it, you sign Mm -hmm. that you witnessed, um, And uh, but anybody can the only people who cannot uh, do that are people who are government employees or candidates or people who are actively working for a campaign. So if you're like a a paid person working on a campaign, then you're not allowed to hand out applications for mail in ballots. But anybody else can. And, you know, of course, uh, election judges and election clerks during the election are an employee. Um, So they cannot during an election, but anybody else can. Okay. Okay. And then, of course, in Georgia, we all know that they have outlawed um, handing out food and water to people who are in line voting. That's the only state, and that is being challenged. In Texas, if you see a long line of voters waiting to get in and vote, you can take them food and water. You do not have any restriction whatsoever. Nobody can intimidate you over doing that.
0: So, because of time, really quick, I want you to talk to everybody about September the twentieth.
2: Okay, September twentieth is National Voter Registration Day. So, it it is not the drop dead deadline for registering for this coming um, election, but it is a really it's there's going to be a national push and information everywhere about registering to vote. So, um, Jan and I are working on coordinating several different. Polling places where people can go and register. And we're still in the process of getting all of that. But we're hoping that Grayson College and Austin College, um, we do know that Red River. Unitarian Universalist Church will be a site from four to seven that day. And we're looking for some other locations where we can do. I know there's a church on 1417, but I don't know the hours or the name of the church. So we'll get all that information to you so you can help us publicize. That's perfect. But that is a big push to get your voter registration. If you need to make any changes or verify any information or a fresh registration because you've moved, or anything like that, or okay. if you're registering for the first time, we would love to register you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. All right, guys, we have one more question, and then we're going to wrap up. Um, what would you like to see change in our political system, Kurt? That's
1: a very good question. Um, having been a uh, seen a lot of different governments in a lot of different ways, I do believe that a, a multi-party system would add choice and would add a more nuanced uh, candidate presentation of what they believes in and what is going to be. Now, that that it all comes down to money, and it's pretty tough for a lobbyist or for whomever to give the accountants of money, that, whether it be dark money or, or light money, um, to give to the candidates or to a party. But I would like to see a multi-party okay. in here.
0: What about you, Valerie? So what would you like to see change in our political system?
3: Take the church out of it.
0: Ooh, I thought we did. I thought that was called you know, separation of church and the state. Thing.
3: It's supposed to be, <laughs> but we all know that that's not true. And I honestly, honestly feel like a huge amount of our problems would be settled if we just take religion out of church i think it's
0: in the biasness
3: it's unfair Mm -hmm. it's unfair Mm -hmm. living in a place that we call a melting pot that has Mm -hmm. you know so many religions that you can't even count um you know count them all
2: Mm
0: -hmm. why
3: is there only one that seems to be budding itself into our government
0: absolutely what about you amy
3: Um, I've been reading a lot recently about rank
2: choice voting Mm -hmm. and I find that very intriguing. It seems to increase participation. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't, if you haven't read about it, it's um, where you're not voting, you're not oriented towards party line. You're voting um, across candidates separate from party line Mm -hmm. and more based on, on uh, policies and, positions and things like that mm-hmm. and so it seems to and it also takes a lot of the money out i think that's one of the biggest problems not necessarily money from the religious right but just mm-hmm. money and politics um, muddies it up quite a bit because sure. there's more yeah. affiliation towards business than mm-hmm. there is towards people people mm-hmm. and so Ranked choice voting also tends to cut a lot of that out, too. Hmm. So I would like to see, I know that's being done New in New York City o, in, and Alaska. New York City and Alaska. Oh, uh-huh. And there are other states looking at it, but I'd like to see more. And, and one more thing, too, that I want to throw in really fast Washington and Oregon, both states, every single registered voter gets a ballot by mail. Mm. Mm, mm. And they have much higher voter turnout mm-hmm. than we have. Really? Yes.
0: Oh. Okay. That's a tough question. I, there's a several different mm-hmm. things. I, you know, locally, I like to see better candidates for sure. Um, and and, and to represent me. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's the same way with the with the states. I want to see more representation. Mm-hmm. You know, across the board. I want to see more um black african americans i want to see more women mexican americans lbgtq plus a i want to see more uh multicultural and different people so when i look on the screen it's, i'm so sorry it's not the same typical white man from back in the days that owned yeah. a bunch of slaves no you're right so sorry but you're that's right. i don't i'm tired of seeing that mm-hmm. you know and i know there's smart educated people out there but just yeah. I, I just want to see more representation of who America is. And it is not that. That's right. Yeah, It, it is a, a melting pot. That's who we are.
1: Right. It was amazing to look at the new British government and to see who the cabinet is and to see how diverse it was. Yes.
0: Diversity is diversity and equality. You know, I. I really harp on that. We have all gone through so much. Our ancestors have all gone through so much. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even in this day and age, there's triggers for me that I feel like we're going back through that again Mm -hmm. after all the fighting we've done, all the protesting we've done, all the beatings that the women have taken, all the beatings that the African-Americans have taken. Think about our Native Americans, good Lord. Our our Mexican, yeah, our Mexican Americans, come on now. So, all right guys. That's it. Okay. I want to thank each and every one of you for being here, Amy and thank Kurt you. and Valerie. Thank you for having me. Yes. And if I get any feedback, I'll let you guys know.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't forget to vote. Yes. Do not
3: forget
0: to Do vote. not forget to vote. And September the 20th is the National Voter Registration Day. All right, guys. That's it for me, your Rolling MC. Catch another episode on Hitting the Streets.